rules to live by. Never, ever cancel a commitment on a client just because the client said they're leaving you. Take a step back and think about that. This is a reactive, and I'm sorry to say it, it's a petty move. And is that who you are? No, you're strategic. You're playing the long game. You're thinking long-term success. You see each client and every client interaction for what it actually is, a growth opportunity, either to grow your business, to grow your database, or to grow as a human. Taking the high road, that's where the growth is found. Don't be reactive. And as we've discussed in the past, clients don't really understand the process. They don't. Clients are not your adversary in a transaction. They wouldn't really know how to be. I mean, inadvertently, they sometimes feel like your adversary, but they're not intending to be. Treat clients with kindness, compassion, and let things roll off your back. They're not shopping you. Not in the way that we would use that term inside the industry. Very, very rarely. And we should just stop using that term. It's, it's not helpful for our own mindsets. Clients, for the most part, overwhelmingly are nervous. They're unsure as to whether they're going to get an approval. I mean, think about some of the people who are the most unsure they'll be approved. Often, they're 850 beacon, six-figure salary, 19 years at the same place, saved up a 35% down payment, but they're just not sure if they're going to get approved. It's kind of funny how that works. And then, of course, the people with the highest level of confidence, <laughs> well, they tend to be the train wrecks, don't they? And the thing is, depending on your level of communication with your clients, your clients may have good reason to be nervous. Have you updated them in the past day, week? month, not exaggerating, not exaggerating, you know some of the stuff I deal with, a full month of radio silence between the broker and the client. How is that helpful? So yeah, you know, at the weekend barbecue when the client's cousin says, I got this rate over here, or my broker did X for me, and then the, the cousin's sister says, oh, and my broker did Y for me. Well, yeah, I mean, they're listening and they're learning and they're learning new things they didn't even know. And they're wondering, Oh, I don't, maybe that's a thing like this cashback mortgage or this purchase plus improvements thing. Like you never told me about that, but I'm hearing about it from my cousin. And actually that might be a thing that could help me. And before they get a chance to say, based on some stuff I haven't told you, they get this pushback because you feel like you're being challenged sometimes, but you're not. Clients aren't out to challenge you. They're just out to, to find a solution, right? And again, Something very important to keep in mind, clients, as I have brokers too, but clients are in a heightened emotional state. Don't join them there. We get paid a lot of money per hour, per transaction to stay calm, to stay on the high road, to be cool, right? So if a client is losing their mind on you, let them, let it go. Most humans, when they get into a, 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 an argument or a battle or whatever, if you don't say anything back to them, if you just let them vent, they actually peter out in less than 60 seconds. Most people can't keep a rant going for much more than 60 seconds. They just peter out. But as soon as you start challenging them or pushing back or saying, well, you know, that's on you. Well, now that's another log on the fire and that fire will just keep raging. But if you just back away, you're right. You're right, even when they're not right, but let them be right. Because what do you want to do? You want to win an argument or you want to win a client? 
So the thing is the clients, they've likely not told you all that's actually happening in their lives, right? I don't tell you what's happening in my life. I've had some really crazy shit go on at 8.30 in the morning. And I just have to compartmentalize that, put that aside, come on here and say, hey, how are you guys doing today? Great, let's talk. You know, that's that's being a professional. You, know, you have to compartmentalize that stuff. Clients aren't the professional in the transaction. They don't have to compartmentalize the stuff. And so they do kind of lose their minds a little bit, but they don't always tell us all the stuff that's going on. And then it starts to bubble to the surface, right? The fact that they're refinancing because the business is tanking, because the relationship is tanking. You know, there's, there's all these different stressors going on. You know, they're pregnant with triplets, you know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to keep rambling, but you know what I'm talking about there. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm going to ramble. I'm going to ramble for another two minutes or so. My point being the mortgage is a small piece that connects to another much larger stress-inducing thing in their lives. You know, why do they need this financing really? What's really going on in their world? Usually there's a lot going on in all their worlds. The thing I'll say, look closely at your process, right? Start with much more than a credit consent. A lot of brokers and agents out there, they still have a flimsy little one page, one paragraph, two paragraph client consent, credit agreement, it's garbage. Have a proper robust letter of engagement. That's the term I like to use. I mean, we use a three-pager, which we worked and slaved at grinding down to three pages from five. And there's a lot of ground covered in that document. And you don't start a conversation. You don't start quoting a client on rates. You don't start talking about how much mortgage money they may or may not qualify for without that signed letter of engagement up front. CYA, baby, CYA. Because offering a little bit of advice without any kind of signed document, without any actual information, without a credit report, without any documents, offering that little bit of advice can result in some large problems. So have a defined process and stick to it. No conversations without this document signed in advance, period, the end. Uh, you know, another defined piece of the process, have a firm policy that if you have not received full documentation 10 business days before closing, the closing date is changing. And you're giving somebody a daily update for sure in the 20 days out, you know, in the 10 days leading up to the 10 day, you are making it crystal clear that if you don't have these documents signed off by this point, and I would say 10 business days because most lenders are 10 calendar days. So you're giving yourself a bit of a buffer to submit the document into the lender and hopefully get it reviewed and signed off, that the closing date is moving and the client might lose their mind and say the closing date can't move. You know, the property value is shot up. The seller's never going to give us an extension. Well, then you better get your act together because I'm not your broker when we're 10 days out from closing and you haven't sent me documents. I'm not your broker. I'm not bait and switch. I'm not going to tell you, guess what? Now you can't get this Scotia mortgage anymore. You're going to have to go private. I'm not the broker that's going to do that to you. You can have this Scotia mortgage, but their policy is 10 days out. So if you don't have all the docs to me, there's nothing I can do. And I'm not going to be the one to get into that mess because I don't add stress to my life needlessly, right? Have a process and stick to it. And I do say communicate with clients daily when you're in that initial zone of submission to broker complete. When you're in that space, that client needs an update every single day. You've heard me say it before, and I'll say it many more times. No news is only good news when you deliver the news that there is no news. 
you leave someone sitting in the dark, that can get ugly. Great example of this recently, you're running out of A lender options, but you don't want to tell the client. You're running out of B lender options, Whew. but you haven't even told the client that they're not going to get done on the A side. Now you can't even get them done on the B side. Uh, you're heading into the MIC world, maybe even into the private world, right? What was the last update the client had in the case that I wound up involved with recently? The last update had been seven weeks prior. Seven weeks, there was no written update. There were a few informal verbal updates, but nothing material and nothing documented. And the client went somehow from believing they were gonna have a 1.20 net variable A lender mortgage to 10 plus three on the private side. And there was no communication in between. It just went from 1.2 to 13% with no, no gradual easing in, like, you know, talk about throwing the pot into the water, uh, into the boiling pot of water, right? I mean, it just springs right out. So what was the last update the client has, right? And did he name the lender? Oops, never name the lender. Never name the lender if you can help it because then you're having to explain why this lender, lender XYZ, has rejected the client. Meanwhile, you've actually got a great opportunity with lender ABC over here, and they're really tomato, tomato. It's practically the same thing. It's a very similar product, similar rate. Everything's gonna be fine. Maybe even be at the same rate. May even have the same features and benefits, more or less. So it's gonna be fine. It's just that this lender doesn't like some specific aspect around the file. It's a small strata. They don't like small eight unit stratas. So this lender, they're willing to do it, no problem. But how do clients handle rejection, right? How do you handle rejection? None of us likes rejection. Most of us go into reaction mode when faced with rejection. And your client may well begin to power dial everyone they know, trying to find a solution to a problem they feel like they've got now because they just got rejected by a lender they've associated with you. You gotta handle that rejection very, very carefully and the communication of the lender, the lender that's working on their file. Now, am I giving contradictory advice here? Communicate, but don't? No, the bottom line is that a failure to communicate will result in all manner of problems, like I say, from losing a client to gaining a lawsuit. Consistent communication is crucial. Then your, your communication can evolve. The message can evolve along the way. And actually, I'm going to cap it off here today with a sentence that I wrote once upon a time, which I liked so much, I emblazoned it on a coin. It's one of my favorite sentences. Some of you actually still probably have one of these coins in your life. If you were at a, a past workshop, that's, that's where these things got handed out. And we made a little memory, but that's another story. The sentence is this. The sentence is, calm, clear, consistent communication creates client connection and confidence creates calm, clear, consistent communication, creates client connection and confidence, creates calm, clear, consistent communication, creates client connection and confidence. It's a circular sentence that goes around and around. The two things are joined by creates, right? Chicken and the egg. Calm, clear, consistent communication. That's the key. Client connection and client confidence in you. That's the key. The two things are both the key and they're both codependent. You get the picture. Anyway, thank you.